Well, this morning we felt something, something different, um, and we like to try to just go with what the Lord wants to do. We don't like to stick with our normal, you know. Just so um, what we felt was in the earlier service that the Lord was really trying to minister to us, and <clears throat> so we sort of chunked our messages that we had prepared for the day and wanted to adjust to what God was doing. So I wanted this just to. Uh, so I wrote down, I shared real just off what I felt God was saying. I sort of wrote it down and tried to get a little bit more organized because I'm not real organized. We believe the Lord, uh, that we're living in a, a time where God really wants, there's an anointing for impartation. Um, so that's really what we feel like God wants to do today is there's an impartation He wants to release to people. And um, just... How, what I felt was, uh, number one is, I had this terrible week this, this past week. Um, just a lot of conflict that I had to deal with. Um, and a lot of it was, you know, with people conflict. Okay? And so you know how you get when you're dealing with people and you're conflict. You get mad at them, you know? <laughs> so, you know, last week we had this great message about ground wars and how the Lord wants us not to be involved in ground wars. Well, I was severely tested on that message. <laughs> severely. So you may be severely tested on it. But I wanted just to share, you know, what I believe, felt, I felt like the Lord was showing me um, through, through all this. Is Last night we were at, at Palmer's for the men's meeting, and we had a visitor guest speaker there. And he was just, he's a guy who, uh, he's not a preacher or anything, but, He's a friend of John Crowley's. He works for Duke Power. He's a nuclear plant operator. And he was sharing about reading the Bible. That's really what he was sharing about. A real simple thing, how he learned, how God taught him a way of reading the Bible where the Bible's interesting to him. It's really, really a great little thing he shared, really, just how God had taught him how to read the Bible where he could get where he wanted to read the Bible. Um, so if you'd like to know what that is, you could talk to, to somebody else. I'm not going to tell you that. But what I want to tell you is what this guy did. This guy had a simple prayer. He said, Holy Spirit, he invited the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, will you come into this room? And when he did that, I felt the Holy Spirit come into the room. I felt the Holy Spirit come across my face. I felt a breeze hit me. And I felt the room become a different atmosphere than what it was. And it wasn't a bad atmosphere before, but I just felt the Spirit of the Lord was there. And when the guy shared, even though he wasn't a, a preacher or anything like that, there was a real, a, it was like bread being broken. There was a release of, of the Lord himself in that room as that guy talked. It was, you know, and it was a very simple, he's a very humble fellow. Um, but really what I, I was really getting, because I had just had a, one of those conflicts with somebody right before I went in there on the, on the phone. So I went in there somewhat stressed out um, and trying not to be stressed out. And I spent that whole day tr- frustrated because not only did I had conflict with people all week, everything I wanted to do all week I didn't get to do. There's something else I had to do, and I don't know this is the way I am. I have a plan. I like to work my plan, and I don't like nobody messing with my plan. And when you start messing with my plan, I start getting, getting messed up. And that just went on and on and on, you know. And I was having a hard time just surrendering and submitting to the Lord. Is really what was happening. So between the Lord and Becky, though, 
the Lord really helped me. And what I'm, what I'm seeing is this, is um, not only did the Lord let me feel His presence last night when I was really not in a good state of mind, uh, the Lord spoke to me last week a couple times that were real significant. And the, the one time He woke me up early in the morning and, and clearly spoke these words to me, you need to support this man. And, it was, and I, I'll tell you, it was one of the clearest times I've ever heard God speak to me. It was almost like I heard an audible voice speaking to me. And when, he, when I heard that, I immediately saw George Bush. And I knew the Lord was saying that I need to, to start praying for George Bush. And I really failed to do this in the, in the earlier service. I want us to just take a moment right now. Let's just stand up. And I, that doesn't, this doesn't mean that you're supporting George Bush's policies or, or you even agree with his politics. But the Bible tells us in First Timothy that we are to pray for our leaders. And I just want you to agree with me to pray for, for George Bush and ask the Lord, because the Lord spoke that to me, and I believe we all need to be doing it because the Bible tells us all to do it. So I want to just take this moment, and I want you just to agree with me. Father, in Jesus' name, we lift up George Bush to you this morning as our president, Lord. And Lord, we understand that he is facing impossible uh, decisions and circumstances and situations way beyond his control. And, Lord, he is making decisions that are affecting us. So we're asking, Lord, that you would give George Bush, our president, the spirit of wisdom and revelation, that he would get wisdom from heaven. And, Lord, I pray you would give him a repentant heart. If he has made decisions which were not of you, that he would see that and repent of it and, make, and change those things, Lord. Lord, we're asking you that for today for President Bush. And, Lord, we want to bless him. We want to bless his wife. We want to bless his children. Lord, we pray your protection around him. We pray, Lord, that you would, because of him, to have a, a real revival in his heart, Lord, that he would get passionate about you. He would love you. He would want to humble himself. I pray that somehow he would help this nation be led into revival, Lord. Well, Lord, we are just lifting him up to you today and crying out to you for our president, Lord. And Lord, we, I thank you, Lord, that you have him on your heart, that you not only love him as the president, but you love him as a human being, as a person that needs you greatly, Lord. And so we give that blessing to him today, and we don't curse him today. We don't criticize him today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And I just encourage you, um, you can be seated. If you, anytime, you know, this is a simple thing you can do. You hear the news, you, you know, you read the newspaper. Just, Lord, help J President Bush. When you read about something about him, about something that reminds you of him, just, just continually present him to the Lord. Um, so, you know, that was a, a, another powerful experience I had. And then yesterday morning I woke up and, and I saw my son, my youngest son, Philip. And I saw him as a little boy, young, you know. And um, so, well, I wanted to tell you this. As I was looking at him as a little boy, I also saw uh, uh, he turned into Micah, Micah Ulrich. And I really never saw, saw my, in Micah Ulrich, Philip, but I saw in him, I think he's got the same spirit that Philip's got on him. And Philip really has a, uh, a real calling on his life. He's... He, uh, when he was a little boy, he used to love to preach to us. He'd get up there and stand and have him a little pulpit, and he'd just preach away to us. And you know, um, but you know, he real free spirited, 
spontaneous person, which those kind of people seem to get you know, hurt and messed up easy in, in life. You know, so I really encourage the Oryx to learn how to talk to Micah. And you have to sort of appeal to those kind of people. You've got to sort of ease into their life, but they don't take a harsh word at all. They, they shut down when you give them harshness. But if you appeal to them, they'll listen to you. So that's just an encouragement, you know, about Micah. But then I saw Philip again, and then... So I felt like the Lord was telling me to pray for Philip. And uh, so I prayed for him, and um, a couple hours later, he was, talk, was talking to him on the phone, and he, he said the Lord had spoken to him and about some directions in his life. And so I just knew the Lord was really just brought Philip to me to speak to him. Now, really what I'm trying to tell you this is I was not in a state for God to speak to me. Okay? I, that's what I want you to hear this morning. I was not in this great spiritual state. I was in an agitated, frustrated state. Okay? That's, that was my state all last week. I was agitated and frustrated and really having a hard time not getting caught up in the ground war. Okay? I was, that's the way I was. And uh, I've been studying, um, you know... Well, I've been, I studied, I mean, I've been studying these great men and women of God recently. Um, also, I studied the Azusa Street Bible. I've been studying that. That's just tremendous. I, I'm not going to share what all stuff in that, but that was just a tremendous, and, you know, we were selling the, celebrating the 100th year of the Azusa Street Revival in April. And it's a profound revival that has affected the world and is affecting the world. That revival has never really stopped. It continues to this day, and it's just tremendous, and it really helps you uh, when you really study what God has done and for you to be a part of what God has done. It will give you a, a different perspective perspective of your life. But there was one man in particular that I have been studying. I mean, I've studied several people, but this one person I've seen to be very fascinated with, this man called A.A. A. Allen. And A.A. A., uh, was an evangelist back in the first half of the 1900s, and AA had a tremendous ministry. Uh, people were healed of cancer. Many people healed of cancer. Uh, we're talking about you know before and after X-rays. Uh, people that were genuinely paralyzed. I mean, you know, they weren't plants in the office. These were people whose legs were like toothpicks because they hadn't walked, were, were instantly healed, raised up. Uh, he, he had a, a miraculous ministry, really, that has probably is one of the, at least in the top ten, uh, since, you know, recorded, were those kinds of people recorded. And so a very powerful guy. But AA parents were uh, bootleggers. That's what they, they, you know, he came from a rough, rough thing. And his parents... Uh, when he was a, a, a baby, put alcohol in his bottle, put moonshine in his bottle to sedate him, to put him to sleep. And A.A., from being an infant, became an alcoholic. He suffered with alcoholism all his life. He, uh, in fact, he died at a fairly young age, and they say his liver was totally destroyed. He died pretty desolate in a, in a hotel room all by himself. Okay? But the thing that I felt what the Lord was trying to reveal to me is AA uh, was mightily used by God in spite of his alcoholism, in spite of it. And if you go back and you begin to study the lives of, 
of people who God have used, has used significantly, you start finding things in these people's lives that, from the natural perspective, would totally disqualify them. Totally disqualify them. You can, you can name a list of who's who of people that God has significantly used, yet they had these apparent issues that would disqualify most people. And the, the difference between and, and the difference between them and us is somehow or another they found a way not to allow those things to disqualify them, in spite of being an alcoholic. In fact, he was such a bad alcoholic that he was actually arrested in towns where he was doing crusades, arrested for driving drunk. In the towns where he was, where God was healing and saving people, and that kind of blows your mind. It kind of blows your theology when you think about it. Yet, when we study the Bible, we find some of God's greatest people in the Bible had some very difficult things in their life. And really what I felt the Lord was showing me and and what I think God's trying to do for us is see, many of us, what you shared... Come over here and share that again. Will you read that again, David? I want you to hear what he shared because I think it's really important. Um... Is, is really what the Lord's trying to do. He's trying, the Lord's trying to minister us to us this morning. It's a, the Lord, He actually gave me this this morning when I was in the banyo. It's the only thing keeping God from entering our lives or entering the lives of everyone in humanity is the walls we put up to keep Him out. His desire is to penetrate and consume every soul that He has created, but there is self-made walls keeping Him out. Sure, he is all-powerful, but he is not an intruder. He is where he is welcome. Our prayer should be for God to reveal these walls in our lives and around our hearts so we can start bringing them down. Also for him to teach us not to cause our actions to create walls in other people's lives, but at the same time remain in the place where grace is in operation in our lives. Isn't that that wonderful? So... um, the, here's some scriptures the Lord's given me. Um, he actually gave me one of them last night that guy shared uh, was this one. Let the word of Christ richly dwell within you or in you. Or let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. That's Colossians 3.16. Uh, Colossians 3.15. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts. Philippians 2.5 which I erroneously said Corinthians in the earlier service, but it's Philippians. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Now, what's the key word in all three of those verses? Let. There's a let. And you see, I think that's really what I felt the Lord was, was speaking to me about my personal experiences this week. There's a letting that we have to do. We've got to let something happen. And many of us, because of, of, of unbelief, fear, you know, you name it, we're not letting. See, I could have said, well, I'm, you know, I'm too messed up for God to speak to me. I'm too messed up for me to feel the Holy Spirit come into the room. I'm too messed up. I could have said that. See, many of us think like that. You hear what I'm saying to you? 
And I think what God's trying to get to us this morning is to really for us to see ourselves as we really are. Now, listen, God really is concerned about our character. Very much is high on His list of you know things that He wants to see developed in each one of us is, is His nature, His character expressed in us. But many of us in this room are not letting God do the things that God wants to do in, our, in, in your and my life because we have some apparent difficulty in our life. And we are letting that thing stop God from doing what God wants to do. Do you hear what I'm saying to you? We're letting that thing convince us that we're not seated with Christ in the heavenly places. That we're just some old, you know, messed up Christian who's struggling along. And that's what we're believing. And therefore, we're stuck in this natural realm. We're just stuck there, you know. (laughs) And I'll be honest with you. I felt, you know, this is the way I felt all week. I felt like I was bouncing between two worlds. One minute, I was over here in the frustrated and mad and really, Lord, help me, you know. Help me, Lord. I'm so upset. The next minute, the Lord was just touching me. You know, I was hearing God speak to him. I was blessed. I was, and I was just bouncing back and forth and really like, you know, and I don't think that's really the way the Lord wants us to live. You know, but I think there, there are things that challenge us and we have to really learn how to, how to walk through those things. So really what we're, we're asking the Lord to do is, I believe that, I believe that God, God's doing things right now. I believe the, the, the spiritual realm is being released right now. Okay? That's what I, I really believe that. I believe it's being released. And, but we have to do one thing. And what is that one thing? We have to let it. Okay? We've got to cooperate with the spiritual realm. We've got to co- cooperate with the grace of God. We've got to let what God wants to do happen in our lives. And it doesn't really, irregardless of what the other parts of your life, irregardless of you being mad, irregardless really and truly if you have really, you know, or really have some sin in your life, irregardless of that, you need to let God do what God wants to do right now. Because I can promise you, He's going to take care of, He's going to deal with, with your character. He's going to deal with, with sin. He's going to deal with those things. But there is a, you know, we were saying, Lord, open the door. Open, call us up there. God is opening heaven to us. He, he's doing that. He's doing it. But we've got to let that happen in our lives. And that's what He's really trying to push on. I, that's what I felt this morning. He's trying to push that towards us. In other words, we were saying earlier, Oh, Lord, let your glory fall. Let your wind blow. You know, let your fire fall. And I felt like the Lord was saying, No. You got it backwards. You let me do that. You let me bring my glory to you. You let me blow my wind on you. You let me put my fire in you. It was like he was saying, you've got it all backwards. You're asking me to do something that I dearly want to do. You're not letting me do it. You're not letting me do it. Now that's the truth. We're not letting the Lord. I could have woke up when I heard the Lord and discounted it because, well, I'm just messed up. You know, that can't be God speaking to me because I'm too messed up. How could God speak to a messed up guy who's mad at somebody? How could He? Well, you know, because He's God. That's how could He. And I feel like the Lord, I think really one of the things that, you know, we do need to ask the Lord, Lord, those walls that we built, 
What are the walls that you, you and I have built that's keeping God from doing what God wants to do? Let's ask Him. Let's ask Him right now. Let's just take a moment and ask Him. Let's just get real with God and ask Him, Lord, Lord, I'm asking you right now for me and for every person in this room the walls that we've built that are keeping you from doing what you want to do in our life. What are they, Lord? I pray, pray right now you begin to show people just anything that comes to your mind right now. Holy Spirit, just, just bring stuff to people's minds. It doesn't have to be a sin. It could be some, from some doctrine. It could be a person. It could be a relationship. It could be anything. Just, just let the Lord tell you what it is. And if He tells you, then be committed in your heart to letting Him take that thing down. See, in a sense, this is what we're doing. You know the story, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. Don't pass me by. What I'm saying to you is God is providing, there's a space in, in the spirit realm right now. This happening in, you know, not right this, just, just this moment, but we're living in a moment where God is opening heaven to people and God is opening the spiritual realm. And God's inviting us into that realm. You know, as, as He is, is moving, moving through the world, moving through time. And we, we have to do it. Also, what we're doing is we are doing like the woman with the issue of blood in the Bible. You know, she pressed through the things that were keeping her from getting to the Lord. And that would be those, those walls we've built. We press through those things and the Lord reveals Himself to us. So, um, are y'all with me? So I wanted Brian to come up and uh, just share testimony. I, I need to say, I'm, I'm going to tell you this little thing. This is what I told the Lord one a few months ago. Lord, I want you to show me the two most difficult people in this church. Okay? <laughs> I'm serious. The two most difficult people in this church that because I want to prove to myself that you can, you can break through to their lives. Okay? He showed me two people. One of them was Brian. Now, that's not a put-down of Brian. It was just that Brian had this belief grid going in his life that was hurting him. Wasn't he was a bad guy and he wasn't being hard to get along. I'm just saying that Brian had some, uh, some serious wrong beliefs, a, a serious wrong belief system, a serious grid. And the Lord showed me and showed me this other person. And I'm, in my heart, I committed, I'm going to go after those guys until I see God do something in their life. Now, that's why, I'm, Brian, I hope I didn't embarrass you, but if I did, it's too bad. <laughs> I want him to share this testimony. It's powerful. Wow, thanks, Byron. <laughs> no, um, wow. I just want to share with you what happened to me last week. Um, I just want to let you know that I have been struggling with a belief system and just, uh, you know, Lord, I'm supposed to have this call in my life, but I'm not doing anything, and everything that I've tried has failed, and just really got callous to the Lord. 
And uh, I've been hanging out with Byron. He's been beating on me. And he told me about this song that we played last week at ministry time called Fly by Jason Upton. And it's a prophetic song. And um, so I got it and I started listening to it. And uh, he told me, he's like, yeah, there's angels on it. And I was like, yeah, right. But I started listening to it and uh, I downloaded it at work. And uh, as the song was playing, um, the presence of the Lord really filled the office. And, uh, you know, I haven't cried in a long time. And I started to cry. And I was like, well, I can't be crying. I've I got to work. And, um, but I just kept listening to that song over and over again. And I was like, you know, there's something to this song because the presence of the Lord is strong. And I can feel, feel Him with this song. So I would just listen to the song all the time. And um, so Sunday, um, we came here, and I was here for the first service. And, you know, usually I'm just content to be back there in the corner and not talk to anybody and mess with anybody and whatever. And so when when it was, the first service was over, um, you know, it was Drew's turn to take over. So I was going to go home. And I felt like the Lord wanted me to stay and one thing that Byron talked about was that we are seated in heavenly places already. And that, that smacked me in the face, and I was like, okay. So when it was time for uh, ministry time and Becky was going to pray for people, I just came over here and sat on the chair and um, playing that song, and I was like, this is awesome. And I just started letting God <laughs> move and speak to me. And I don't know how, like what you said, uh, first service, I don't know how I, the formula to do that. But I was just like, I I just let you do it, Lord. So he was like, okay. And he just started pouring in. So I'm over there, and uh, Marlon comes up to me. He's like, have you been prayed for? And I'm like, no. And so I waddle up here, and, and Becky starts praying for me. And she starts praying for me. And all of a sudden, I just started crying real hard and I was like this is awesome because I don't when I've seen people do that before I'm like they're just being emotional they want attention blah 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 but I wasn't trying to get attention I couldn't help it I couldn't stop and I was and then all of a sudden I took the deepest breath that I've ever taken and and I just yelled at the top of my lungs like three or four times and it was like this geyser of just junk and just stuff just and I was like whoa and you know, other stuff happened. The Lord spoke to me about some intimate things, and I was just like, "Man, it's awesome! I'm, I'm back on track with the Lord, and I can hear Him again." And um, so I finally made it home, and uh, you know, our cable was out, and uh, I didn't have internet, so I couldn't like plop on the couch and watch TV or get on the internet. So I was like, "Well, I'll just keep on worshiping the Lord." So I just propped up on my feet up on the table and started worshiping and then Arthur called and he was like you know can I come over I'm like yeah so he comes over and he's like man what's going on why don't don't you have the TV on what's going on and I'm like well I'm just hanging out with the Lord and he was like well let's do it let's you know that's a good thing and so for the next four four and a half hours we prayed for each other worshiped and cried and just spent time with the Lord and you know, four hours was like, you know, it was gone like that. And, you know, he saw some things and we just really encouraged each other. And, and uh, 
it was a phenomenal time. I did not want to leave that place. I didn't, because I was in this heavenly place, like in the song says. But then that, what Byron said, you're already seated in heavenly places. That's what the Bible says. So I want to encourage you people here. Listen, you're already seated in heavenly places, okay? And I just pray, I want to pray for you. Lord, I just pray that our consciousness would realize we're already seated in heavenly places. Lord, that we, we can go to the heavenly places anytime and receive your favor, receive your blessing, receive supernatural ideas and things that you want to speak to us. And so I pray that for people here, and I speak against the walls and the lies that we have been believing. That we're not good enough. Oh, well, I missed my, I missed my time. I, I screwed up so much. But I just speak against that in Jesus' name. And I pray that the Spirit of truth would come and just speak in our lives. And, uh, you know, I saw a few minutes ago when we were talking about what are the walls that are up. I saw uh, walls, but they were kind of translucent. It's like they were um, ice. And I just started praying that those walls would be melted. So I pray that over people right now in, in Jesus' name. And so I just want to encourage you <laughs> that, you know, just... Just listen to this. God is for you. And He wants to bless you more than you want to be blessed. And all you have to do is let Him. And I don't know how to tell you how to do it. But just let Him. Okay? So, amen. One of the things about uh, that really touched me about the Pentecostal Revival of Zusa Street was they said that the people that God used were ordinary people. Just regular, regular old guys and gals that understood regular, other regular old guys and gals. And that was one of the things that was so powerful about it is they said regular people could be used by God in a powerful way. And they really made a place for it in that revival. And I, that's one reason I wanted Brian to come up and share is, you know, he's a regular guy. And if you're a regular guy this morning and you hear the Lord touching Brian, you should be saying, well, heck, if God can do that for Brian, he can do it for me. Especially since the pastor said he was one of the most difficult guys. So I'm not, he didn't even think I was one, cause you, but you might be. I never told Brian that. So it was a secret. <laughs> that would be very encouraging for somebody to tell you that until after the Lord had fixed you. See, the Lord wants to fix people. He wants to impart something this morning. You know what I'm saying? Now, it doesn't mean you're going to yell and scream. It, it, none of it. Uh, one of the wonderful things that I heard, uh, I was listening to a Randy Clark take this week called The Thrill of Victory, because... Ann Stefanik gave me two, one called The Agony of Defeat and the other one, The Thrill of Victory. I said, I cannot listen to any defeat messages. I've, had, I've got enough this week, so I'm going to listen to the victory message. But one of the things that Randy Clark said about praying for people, which, by the way, he really is, has a grace revelation in healing ministry. He, he's all from grace. Uh, you know, in other words, he says, if I don't feel compassion, big deal. Jesus has lots of compassion. I don't have to feel it. You know, you know what I'm saying? But he said one of the things that absolutely happens to him in terms of healing for people was what he feels when he prays for people. And they're miraculously healed. Many of them are. Not all of them, but many of them. 
is he feels absolutely nothing. Yet God does something. So we're not trying to elevate feelings today. Although feelings can be an awesome thing. And I, I love feelings. I'm, I'm a feeling kind of guy. Uh, but I believe our faith, or, or really his faith, can be so activated in us that we can both have it from a... And we also can enjoy feelings if that's what the Lord wants for you. Uh, so I, don't, I want to encourage you not to look for a, an emo, just an emotional experience that's connected with feelings, but I want you to, by faith, receive what God wants to give you. And so what we are believing for is impartation, that Brian has received an impartation, Becky's received an impartation. I think one of the reasons, and this is what I shared earlier, one of the reasons I feel like I'm hearing God more now than I ever have Okay, has nothing to do with that I'm being a better guy and reading the Bible more and studying the Bible more. It's because I've been prayed for in the last few months by people who have had impartation. And they've imparted something to me and caused something to happen in my life that helped me make a... And that's very biblical. Elijah and Elisha. Okay? Moses and the you know, 70 elders. I mean, so it's a very biblical principle, the principle of impartation. Now, you know, you hear what I'm saying. I'm not telling you something that's not, not has, doesn't have a biblical foundation. So what we want to do this morning, if you feel like in, that you've received something from the Lord, that you are really beginning to, to see this, this spiritual realm, that God has begun, you know, you're seeing the open door that's already there. You're seeing yourself seated with Christ. You're beginning to see that thing happen in your life. God's beginning to do it. I would like for you to come up and, and lay hands on others that they may begin to walk in that same thing. And I don't care how little you got. Okay? It may be very minor what you think, but anything, anything of the Spirit is awesome. So I would like for, if, if, you know, Becky, I know you, you know, she's walking in that. Brian, y'all come on up. Sarah, yeah, Sarah's had this anointing on her. Huh? Yeah. Um... And this is what I want to tell you also this. I feel like this is important to know. I was, I was reading the Bible um, one day this week, and I was thinking about that song, because what I told my son, I said, man, if we're hearing angels, something has to be, this is supernatural, we're hearing something that's awesome. And I was reading the Bible, and I realized this. You know what? I'm reading what Jesus Christ said. I'm reading what God Himself said. If I, with the eyes of my faith, can reach in to that and realize I'm reading something that's spiritual, and when I read it, something can happen to me. You hear me? You hear what I'm saying to you? And we've read the Bible all our lives, some of us, and not got nothing out of it, maybe. And you may continue reading it and not think you've got something out of it. But I believe we get, begin to see it is, oh my gosh, this is God's words. Okay? And if I can just ask God, Lord, I just want to hear your words. Because I know if I hear your words, something's going to happen to my sorry carcass. Something spiritual is going to happen to me. Just like listening and hearing those angels, something spiritual happens to you. It can be the same thing with the Word, with the Scripture. And I want to encourage you that way. So tomorrow when you sit down and read the Word, you might think about that. And maybe a couple little phrases that Jesus used might grab hold of you and you know, <laughs> help you see that, that 
window that that door open in heaven it's open to us it's open to us I'm declaring that to you this morning that God has opened the door of heaven to us you know what he opened it in Revelations 4.1 and I don't think he ever shut it we shut it in our own hearts and it's our own unbelief in our own you know experience that's bad and all that that has told us something that's not true and I want, I want to just encourage us today. If you want to receive, you know, just a simple by just a laying on the hands and praying and impartation, I would like for you to come up now, you know, and let's just do that to, to end the service. Amen. Come on. Let's do it.